Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to part two with my special guest, Bishop. No. Archbishop. No, no, don't say doctor. Pastor Carl Gallops. He's a best-selling author. You've been a pastor yeah. of Hickory Hammock. Yeah, it's an odd name because it's the name of a road. Uh, and where I live, that's a major thoroughfare to the beaches. I live down on the Gulf Coast, and and so everybody knows that. So when they built the church years and years ago before I came there. You know, they just called it, well, this is Hickory Hammock Church, you know, because everybody will know. Everybody. Well, we're in a different age now. We're in technology. <laughs> I'm on the Jim Baker show there and the Mondo go. show, and, oh, and you're man. telling people, and then people are thinking, what's a Hickory Hammock? What in you know, the what world? Is that? Well, welcome to the Orange anyway, Couch. That's it. Can you, I mean, after everything you've done in your life, you yes. ended up in the Orange Couch. I ended up here. <laughs> brother, this is the epitome. This, this is, is the what epitome. I've been, hey, this is what I've been training for, brother. <laughs> this, this, this was my dream. You've sat in the same seat that Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, you know, Chris Reed. Are you? Oh, yeah. You I'm have friends? To, oh, yeah. You have I, friends? Listen, I've been to his home. I've been to his church. Have you? We were in a documentary movie together. Wow. Yeah, The Rabbi That Found Messiah. So I I'm, wrote the book, and then he was in the documentary with me. So I'm uh, honored that you're yeah. in, on the orange couch. I get a yeah. lot of people requesting to be yeah. on the orange couch. Yeah, but I love Jonathan Cotton. I love point. him too. Yeah. He's a good He's a man. Good man. And I want to tell you something. If you ever get a chance to be around people that are influencers. Yeah. You, know, you talk about influencers. He's one. He's one. You're one. Well, and I hope that you can become an influence in your yes, circle yes. of life because it's so important to you have know, people that can be smarter than you. Yeah, I've always yeah. heard this, that if you're the only smart person in your group, you're in trouble. That's right. But what you just said about you can all be influencers. I, I tell my church this. I tell congregations and, and audiences that I'm speaking to all the time. We are living, we're the first generation to live in the age of instantaneous communication information. So I tell people, look, look, I, I hear Christians sometimes say, well, I'm not really a very good witness. I'm not, I don't have the gift of evangelism. Listen, you're either a good witness or a bad witness, but you are a witness if you say, I belong to Jesus Christ. You're either just a good one or a bad one, but God calls us to witness, therefore go into all the nations, okay? So, but I tell people, we are now fulfilling that prophecy in Matthew 24, 14, that Jesus talked about the end times. His disciples said, tell us, when will the end come and what will be the signs? And he goes through this litany of wars and rumors of wars, nations against nations, turmoil in the yeah. whole world, which we're there. But then he says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be being preached. It, it says will be preached, but the, the, in the Greek, it's will be being, it's active preached into all the world, then the end will come. And the end doesn't mean the end of everything. It means the end of wickedness and the beginning of Jesus' rule. It's the greatest time. So the point is, when he said that, though, he hadn't gone to the cross yet. He hadn't come out of the grave yet. The church hadn't been born. The gospel wasn't being preached yet because there was no completed gospel. Yeah. Yet he was prophesying. Of course, he's God in the flesh. Yeah. And he's telling, but watch what he said. He indirectly, but it's coded, he prophesied about instantaneous, 24-7 global communication efforts in the last days. Number one, you say, how do you know that? Number one, because we're living in it. Number two, he said it 2,000 years ago. Number three, it's happening. It's happening. And so what I tell people like in your audience, based upon what you just said, we are now the first generation to be where everybody sitting in the pews in the congregation can get on a little 
little device. Yeah. And in the years to come, it's probably- And influence the world. And influence the world with the push of a button. Wow. Instantly, it can go, well, depending, but you got social platforms, it could go, let's say, let's say it only goes to 100 people on your Facebook page. Yeah. But then they take it, and over the months and years, it spreads and spreads and spreads. So never before has there been a generation. The gospel is literally going 24-7 to all the nations How you use it for depends the first time. for the good or for the bad. That's right. So oh, man, we're influencers yeah. for the kingdom. All of us, anybody sitting in a pew, an 80-year-old person that knows how to do that, yeah. th they can do it. Um, a teenager can do it. You don't have to have a theology degree. It helps to know the Word of God. But, I mean, you don't have to go to seminary. You don't have to be a pastor or a oh, Sunday school teacher. Man. You're just you, and, a, and, and you're serving Jesus, and you're an influencer. Listen, stay tuned, because in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to have two of the biggest influencers on my program, outside of you, of course. Uh, well, but no, these influencers I'm going to have, one of them is influencing the business world with the gospel and, and, the, and the values and the standards of what he has learned through the scriptures yeah, and applying cool. it into the business world. And he's become an, a, an amazing influencer cool. in that area. Wow. And then I'm having another influencer on TikTok. She has been influencing oh, yeah. TikTok yeah. and has taken over like hotcakes, man. It's you, wild what's you know, happening. I'm not even on that TikTok yet. I'm on it. In other words, a lot of the videos and people stuff. People put you on yeah, there. Oh my gosh! I have people sending me all the time. There's six million views of you on here. I didn't know. I didn't know you're on TikTok. I said I didn't either. Hey, you might have to add yeah. that to your hey, intro hey, in your bio. I think. I think that's what Jesus meant when he said, "Hey, there's coming a day when everything you say in secret's going to be Ooh. broadcast to the rooftop. To the rooftop." Where satellites beaming down into our antennas and, and our Wi-Fi's. It's happening, brother. Uh, listen, we. this is the greatest hour. This is not an hour <laughs> where right. you need to go build your bunk and hide under That's your right. bunk. That's right. Thank no, you. Listen, the end times is the greatest time for the church, for you, for yes. me, for us to be yes. able to influence the world Occupy, the Bible says. Hey, that's right. Occupy until Ooh, I return. Man. And, and brother, he's getting closer. First generation to see Israel return. First generation to see Jerusalem return to Israel. First generation to see the Ezekiel 38 nations coming against them. First generation to see the technological explosion of Daniel chapter 12, Matthew chapter 24, Jesus, Daniel, talking about the last days and technology will go crazy. We're watching all of that happen right now, brother. Satan is going out of it's his mind. It's unbelievable. And listen, you're tuning in to the program on the PTL Network. I want to thank Pastor Jim and Lori for allowing me to have this great opportunity to have this unorthodox television program yeah. <laughs> where we discuss politics, culture, I thought you were going to say this unorthodox <laughs> guest. <laughs> Thank you for, for not honing in on me, brother. <laughs> oh, man, but it's unorthodox to have a guy like myself yes. that came from a lifestyle that you don't see in the in the forefront of platforms. Usually, we're hitting back in the room of the youth group somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But I think I passed a youth group. I may look like a youth. <laughs> I can tell you, I'm not young anymore like I used to be. But God has granted me the opportunity to create this program and be in the forefront of this platform and being the co-host of the Jim Baker Show and sit around with great men and women of God to be able to remind you that God has not forgotten about you. I don't know what you're going through in your life. I don't know what you have gone through to be where you are today, 
You may feel, you know, like God forgot you. You may feel lonely in despair. You probably don't feel like you have it anymore. But yet, God still has a plan and a purpose for your life. He ha- You know, when I think about God having us alive for this hour, I think about why he chose this generation, you and I, to be alive. It's for a reason. There's always a purpose, and the purpose is to further the kingdom of heaven, to be able to preach the good news. And the good news is that God is still in the, and I don't like to say in the business, but maybe that's the only word that you can understand, in the business of restoration. God has restored me. God can restore you, restore your family for this yes. great hour of the D- church. Deliver you. Deliver break you. Break the chains that oh, bind man. you. He's, he, you yeah. sound like my ghostwriter. Save you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will be if you want me. No, yeah. but listen, uh, we're going to talk about something that is in the news. Last week, we talked about culture, religion, and, and keeping pastors accountable. What does that mean? And But today's program, we're going to talk about something in technology. Yeah, I love it too. And there's a word that has been, you know, being talked about yet. It's been 10 years since this subject came up, and it has taken over headlines, it seems like. Yeah. CERN. Yes, yes. What is CERN? Thank you. Listen, I love talking about this because I'm kind of a science geek. Uh, I, I don't have a degree in physics, but but I've just immersed myself in understanding as, as much as I can at my layman's level. But I've used it in the pulpit for years. All of the illustrations that come from it are so biblical. And, and the Bible speaks of it. It literally does. That could be a whole different show about the quantum physics and multiple dimensions. The Bible speaks of multiple dimensions from Genesis to Revelation. Paul, the most famous, you know, he says, look, our battle is not against flesh and blood. Well, what he means is it is. That's what we see. He said, but the battle is from somewhere else. It's originating from the unseen realms. That word realm, our modern word would now be unseen dimensions. Jesus, in the first chapter of Revelation, he speaks of, look, I hold the keys to life and death, Hades. And what's he talking about? Unseen realms dimensions, the beast and everybody thrown into the lake of fire. Well, that means they're dead, Ah, but they will be in torment forever and ever, but they will never come back. What does that mean? It's another dimension. That's a great mystery. There are portals between these dimensions that Jesus created. Colossians chapter one says, everything that has been made were made by him, for him, and through him. Nothing that has been made, nothing that exists has been made without him. And then he said, and in him, all things hold together. That's another teaching but I want to do sometimes. CERN has been but such CERN. a commodity of everything that you just spoke about because we are wanting the keys to unlock yes. the very yes. abyss, yet we don't know what yeah. opening that gate, because it is a gate. Yeah, it is. Okay, let's start with so, this. What is CERN? Okay, CERN, that's an acronym, and I, I think it's from the Swiss language, uh, but anyway, it, it basically, it's called the CERN Hadron Collider, and I forgot exactly what CERN means, but it means this big machine that collides uh, subatomic particles, yeah. okay, for experimentation, and I forgot what, exactly what the acronym is because it's in a different language, so forgive me on that, but that's what it's all about. It's all about the fact that about a hundred years ago, we really started understanding and opening the doors to our understanding that, look, all right, look, atoms create molecules. Molecules create matter. Because of matter, we're here. 
So everything goes back to the atomic structure. Well, a little over 100 years ago, we, we kind of knew pretty good about that atomic structure. Then, of course, the nuclear bombs and now nuclear reactors and, and energy. So we know a lot more about it yeah. just in the last 50, 60, 70 years. But now we understand that the protons and the neutrons and electrons and all those little pictures in our books, that really is deeper than that. There are particles, subparticles, sub-subparticles, energy, uh, you know, the photons and the power of uh, light basically holds it together. Isn't that interesting? Jesus said, I'm the light, and all things hold together in him. First thing God created, let there be light, then everything else. I mean, brother, it all goes to quantum mechanics. And yet that old ancient Bible that doesn't, you know, that, that doesn't mean anything today <laughs> spoke about it long before we knew wow. it. Now, CERN now is the largest man-made machine on the planet. It is 17 miles in circumference, built in basically a big circle. It's stories deep. I forgot how many stories, four or five stories deep under the earth. It, it, it took decades to build, thousands of scientists and physicists from around the world. It's been in operation. Its main job is just to explore the depths of quantum mechanics and how we can harvest the power because there's a lot of power there. Just a little bit we knew. Okay, what, what's the objective of them doing this? Okay. Because I'm getting okay. somewhere with my, my, my third question is really going to open okay. up a, okay. a lot more. Okay. But what is their well, objective? Get, all right, here's the objective. They've got a lot of objectives. A lot of our own technology has come out of them exploring MRI technology, laser technology, is understanding quantum mechanics. Quantum computing is right around the corner. Okay, so all of that's coming from this. So that's good. That's the greatest mind. That's good stuff, yeah. But what's got a lot of people who know the word very concerned, and they look at us and laugh and say, oh, this is just science. But yeah, 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 yeah. But listen to you. In several of my books, I quote the director of CERN, and I've got it all referenced, where he is talking about, look, we know there are multiple dimensions. They say this. And we know there are portals to go in. We're trying to find those portals and how to unlock them. And then he said, we want to see what comes out. And he said, and we want to see what we can put in. Now, please understand, I know I'm oversimplifying the whole thing of physics and, and quantum mechanics and even CERN, but I'm doing this because of time and because our audience goes from very young to very old. Yeah. Some are PhDs in physics listening yeah. to this. Others are saying, I've never heard of this. So I'm trying to make it where everybody can grasp. But what's happened and what you're wanting me to address is that just in the last few weeks, CERN, see, they've been doing these experiments for years and all this technology has come yeah. and they shut it down for a couple of years. For 10 because, years. Yeah, everything needed maintenance and you know that's that's a huge oh, thing i mean brother if that <laughs> you can imagine if they do something wrong there they blow the world up that's the power they're playing with every day so so it's got to be Who's right running this i'm concerned this great big institution it's international the input the money the scientists and everything but watch here's what you're asking on july the 5th yeah the day after july the 4th and july the 5th they cranked it back up again. And all, I've read all the scientific articles I can get my hands on, so I'm going to speak very simplified to this. But what they're doing, they said this, now that it's going to be cranked up and it's going to be running for at least four years, they said, and they're going to be doing all these things. And they listed, you know, we're going to do some more on the Higgs boson and the more on particle collision, and we think this and we think that. But the big deal, because there's been so much talk for 10 years to now, they hide the words, I'm convinced. They don't speak so much about 
new dimensions and portals. Now they talk about dark matter. And here's what they're saying. And you go to, I've gone to science sites. I've got it referenced in my books where they say the, the existence of dark matter basically proves the existence of multiple dimensions and portables into them. But what now they just said a few days ago is we really want to get into this dark matter. And here's their dilemma, they claim. They claim we don't really understand gravity. I mean, we understand it, but we don't know. There's not enough mass in the universe to develop the gravity that we have and all of the elements and properties of it. And then they say in these scientific articles, we are convinced there is something else out there that we can't see. There's another power out there. There's an influence out there. This is in the scientific articles, brother. And they say, we're convinced it's dark matter. So we're going to do a lot of studying on dark matter. And because we want to know how to broach and, and to understand and to broach this dark matter, that means open the portals, okay, and to gain knowledge and the power from it. And then they actually say, and from this, we'll understand more about how we got here and what it's all about. Wow. I mean, this okay. is as I, biblical listen, as We can go so many directions, but yeah. I got to ask you this simple question. I oversimplified it, but that's Why the truth. Why should we be concerned about what they're doing Well, there. because we have imagery in the Word of God that speaks of the last days, and I'm going to go into the book of Revelation now, chapter 9, that speaks about in the last days. I'm oversimplifying it, and I'm, and I'm paraphrasing, but it is accurate that in the last days, the abyss, which is another dimension, will be opened. A key from heaven is given so that it happens. This is spoken of metaphorically because yeah. we, we don't know what we don't know. I tell people, we're like fish at the bottom of the ocean. They don't know we're even here. We even exist. But we do, brother. We're above them, five miles above them through the ocean. And then out here, there are eight billion of us, and the fish don't have a clue. They don't know what they don't know. Mm. But they think they know everything about their world. We're the same way, brother. We don't know what we don't know. Even even CERN admits this. Yeah. Why is there so much gravity and there's no mass to support it? Dark matter. How can we penetrate it? What comes from it? All the stuff we've already learned. Look what we've learned. What else is there to learn? Okay. So we don't know what we don't know. Why this should concern us is because the scriptures point, point to the last days and they seem to mirror what is happening here. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Mm. I'm not some panicking person. But look, <laughs> we see the abyss opened with a key. In other words, heaven allows it in the last days and all kinds of vile, horrible, powerful, deadly things come out of that dimension. The Bible says this. It was written 2,000 years ago, the book of Revelation. And so people look at that and, and other things that speak. You know, Paul again speaks of the unseen realm, power entities, intelligent entities that exist there. And I know some people might be listening and say, oh, this sounds weird. Remember the fish. Yeah. Eight billion of us, they can't even fathom our world. They can't fathom what we're doing here This today. is where they grab the Big Bang Theory from. Yeah. Right? This yeah. is the yes. whole discovery. Yes. If we yes. can find the Big Bang Theory, we can explain right. where we come from, who where we we're are, going, where we're going, what it's all about, yeah, why we're, we're here. It's like I've heard even documentaries say they're playing God. Kind of, sort of. And, and listen, whether they would say it or not, they are because most of them have rejected God. They've rejected the Word of God, yet everything they're doing is foretold. It's all right there. and It's been there for thousands of years. So they are playing God, whether they would say it or not. Yeah. Now, I'm, I, I love technology and yeah. I'm all for exploration, but this is getting pretty prophetic. This is the wild thing. 
when you study CERN, and go study it for yourself. Yes. Learn it. Go yes. research it. There's documentaries. There's a lot of information out there. And a lot of it's cool. Yeah, and, and yet it is one of the most uh, dangerous, dark spaces that you can explore. Here you have the greatest minds of the world's being gathered into one place. I'm talking about every great scientist from every nation of the world gather in under one roof, under one place for one theory to be sought after. Yet, when you look at the, the spectrum from biblical perspectives, when you walk, before you walk into the CERN auditorium or, or even offices, they have statue of a goddess. What is that statue of the goddess? Because this tells you, the Bible says this, as a man thinketh, so is he. Yeah. I think it's Shiva, isn't it? The, the, yeah. the goddess of destruction, the destroyer. And, and that sets the standard. Listen, everything that you do By in the life, way, the abyss in Revelation 9 says the key was given to the destroyer, Ooh. who is known as Apollyon and Abaddon in Hebrew, Apollyon in Greek, and that means the destroyer. That's another thing people are looking at. This is the statue they have in front of CERN. What are they doing? Looking for the dimensions. They have a whole page that I've got referenced in one of my latest books that is titled something about CERN and multiple dimension exploration. And they've got a whole page about it. Listen, this is why it's so important for you to read the Word of God, read what science is doing, where they headed with this, because there's a lot of people out there that are driving you and forcing you algorithms is changing the behaviors of our lives. Yes. Watch the behavior changers. Yes. Why do I say that? Because behavior changers is what's going to drive you to make a choice. There's a reason why the Bible says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Or choose this day. Who are you going to be serving? Yeah. There's algorithms, Pastor Carl, yeah. that is changing our behaviors every day. Concern change the behaviors of our day. Oh, absolutely. Look, they already do with the wonderful inventions they've already come up with. I mean, that we're using in our medical fields, our scientific fields, in our daily life. Quantum computing is right around the corner. What which does is that mean? Well, it's, it's what we would call using cell phones and computers, but now it's going to go down to teeny, teeny, teeny. And they're talking about implanting things and all of that. Plus, if you use a, a device, it's going to have like 10,000 times speed faster speed, literally, I'm not even exaggerating, more than that, faster speed, storage of information, information is going to go crazy. We talked about it yesterday on the show yeah. uh, about the, the Zeta Bytes. I've got that referenced in one of my books. I, 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 I may get the, the top number off, but I'm going to just pull a number and say, because it's right around there. But here's what we know. We are now able, or just about able, to store up to, I think, 10,000 zettabytes of information. Now, in case people are saying, well, what is that? I mean, what is that? And that same scientific article said, to give reference to this, all the words that every human being who has ever lived and who is alive right now, all the words that they have ever spoken or written could be contained in five zettabytes. And they said, we already have the capacity of, and I think it's 10,000. It may be way more than that, maybe a little less, but it's way beyond five. It's in the wow. multiple thousands. This is uncanny. Data. This is in our lifetime right around the corner. So the 
the algorithms are the influencers, yeah. the, the masters of the universe, influencing the influencers to be like them. It's the new Tower of Babel where everybody needs Ooh. to speak with one language. Listen, the, the next big war, I've heard this over and over, it's not oil. Even though we're it's dealing with oil right now, you said it's it. It's information. Information, data. On people. Oh, on behaviors of companies, nations, corporations, companies, ministries, churches, ministries, everything. Behaviors, everything is data. We were controlled by data today. Everything is data. The push to go uh, into a cashless society goes into a database. Everything goes back to that. Yet, the gospel. What hope do we have as we see this behavior change in our yeah. world? What is our hope, Pastor? Okay, well, the ultimate hope is this. The Word of God is clear. The Word of God has never failed us. The Word of God speaks of, I'm going to say CERN, because it kind of does right there. The destroyer, the abyss, opening it, stuff comes out, which is just what they say. It speaks of that. It speaks of multiple dimensions. It speaks of the return of Israel. It speaks of all of this stuff that no other book in the world speaks of. It spoke of the first coming of Christ, the crucifixion, the resurrection, the birth of the church. All of that happened. We're living in the midst of it. Our calendars were changed to mark the date. 2022 yeah. means 2022 years ago, the Christ event happened. The world's been here for thousands of years. But anyway, so what does it mean is this? Based upon the Word of God, it means we win. That's the hope. We win. God's people win. God's people win because Jesus has won. And if we're under his blood, we belong to him. The Bible says we will rule and reign with him. Mm. This is boot camp for us. Yeah. We are being tested. We are being tested. The Bible said that. Jesus said that. The parable of the talents. You're going to go bury it or you're going to use it. Okay? Over and over, the word of God tells us the tares are going to be pulled from the wheat in the last days. The tares that look just like the wheat, but the tares are weeds. They don't produce fruit. Uh, the, the seed that's sown along the path out of the four kinds of seeds, only one of them really took root and went. We're being tested to be fitted for the age to come where God says, no more pain, no more death, no more suffering, everything gone. Why? Because it's like it was in the Garden of Eden. And watch this, and we will rule and reign with him. Rule and reign what? Well, Revelation says for a thousand years, we'll be ruling the nations. Then when he's put everything under his feet, watch the new heaven, the new earth. It, what if God creates another whole universe and he says, Mondo, I want you now to help me with this. You wow. understand what I'm saying? There is the <laughs> Listen, hope. We There's the got hope. We started and our time has gone away. I want to thank you for joining me, Pastor I want to Carl. Thank you got to come back. It's my honor. It's my Let's honor. Let's do it again. We got so much to talk about. This is such an important subject. Why? Because if they're trying to influence the way you think, and the way that you think is being changed by the behaviors that we're allowing them to have in our lives, yet we're forgetting one thing. Are you an influencer in your own household? Are you an influencer in your marriage? Are you influencing your church? Are you influencing your community with the gospel? Listen, that's the greatest question. I know CERN is important. I know what they're doing. They're changing technology. Every single day, technology is changing. Yet, you're wanting to influence, influence the world, but you can't even influence your kids. There's something wrong there. We have to go back to what the scripture tells us. As a man thinketh, so is he. Yes. Your conscience is influenced your subconscious. It should be the other way around. Yes. Hide the word of God in your subconscious, which is your heart, so your conscience can influence your verbiage, your language. 
what you speak is how you're going to influence and your behavior is going to influence everything around you. Listen, don't lose hope. The world's changing. Technology is changing. The one that never changes is God. His word still remains true till this day. He came to give life in a life in abundance. Listen, don't lose hope today. Stay with the word of God. Stay knowing that he is the way, the truth, and the life. I got to go. I'll see you next week. But don't forget, keep the faith. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Uh-huh.